Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. So let's talk about why, you know, you think that a restaurant would even pool in the first place. I think either like corporate or restaurant owners think that it will promote teamwork. I mm-hmm. think that they think it's fair. Okay. Now the situation I'm in with the tip pool right now, I actually really do like, so I don't know if that's mm-hmm. the response you were expecting, but, but it's only based on certain parameters. Hi, welcome to the Modern Waiter podcast. I'm Marlon Joseph, the Modern Waiter, where we discuss all things restaurant business. Learn something. Laugh at something. <laughs> On today's episode, we are pooling tips. There's no secret that the restaurant servers, we make our money from tips. Sometimes you split tips with another server. Sometimes it's shared with all the servers. And we will go through all the pool tip scenarios in today's episode. And later on in the show, we'll go through the pros and cons. But first, the intro. <laughs> I'm tired of working dead beat jobs for lame pay. I'm tired of getting fired and hired the same day. If you know the rules of the game, then you'll stay. And if you don't, then you'll be a pawn while they play. I'm tired of working dead beat jobs for lame pay. I'm tired of Here to join us in our topic of today is Lindsay Joy on Kent the First. That's a mouthful. Wow, <laughs> it is. Welcome, yeah. welcome. This is my Instagram handle. You didn't have to read the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I did. So we're doing Lindsay Kent. No, just Lindsay the Lindsay, first. Lindsay is fine. Lindsay Onkin Lindsay. is my full name. But like when I would be drunk at the bar, I'd be like Lindsay Joy Onkin the first. Okay. The first, I was like, I was like the first. Like, that is amazing. It's it's just it's like a joke because like there I don't have kids, so there's there's no second, there's no, um, <laughs> you know. But it's it was just a stupid thing, and it just kind of stuck. So I like it. <laughs> As usual, I'm joined by my good friend Danny Devilla. What's up? What's up? What's up, people? Now you know, Lindsay. I'm a person. I don't know if you're the same way. That if somebody's name is like uh, Christopher, I'll call them Christopher. You know, I don't really abbreviate people's names. I'll I'll use the long version. What about you? I go back and forth. Um, like in college, there was a girl who I only ever called her her full name when everybody else just called her like Dee Dee, and I called her her full name. But I'm kind of notorious for giving people nicknames because I'm a person. I have like like 30 nicknames, no joke. Like Lindsay, Linz, Lynn Sex, Onkin, Onkyo, Onkinator, Peen, Peener. Like there's like a million things that people call me. Like wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Lynn Sex? Lynn Sex. It's a it's a restaurant nickname when my name was on the board one time because my I'm L-A-N-S-E-Y and the Y was crossed over. So someone's okay, like, Lynn's oh, does that X. I thought it was Lynn Sex. It is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so then then you said your other nick- nickname was Peen. <laughs> That's a story. It's a story. I was in New Orleans for my sister-in-law's bachelorette party, and we had been out all night. We found ourselves at this, like, 
think it was like the Pussycat Bar or something like that. We were doing karaoke <laughs> and I went to sign up and I put my name as Peener. <laughs> like, I and that's why. Tough. I think just like too many um, alcoholic beverages for all day. And then, yeah, it just sucks. So it was like 20 girls and they all started calling me Peener or Peen. And then it, it, it just stuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, that must have been some yeah. trip to New Orleans. Yeah. If you know me at all, you you know it works. It it fits, but <laughs> yeah, it's it is what it is. So uh, we've uh, we've communicated for like about a little over a year on yeah. on Instagram, mm-hmm. and uh, it, I think it was uh, around the pan, you know, the beginning of the pandemic, and you know, I'm glad I'm able to get you in on a show, and uh, this is perfect. Are you? Are you in a a tip pool situation at your current job or one of them or used to be? Yes. Currently, I work two jobs. One of them is doing tip pool. One of them used to do tip pool. Ooh, okay. So okay. So back to regular. So, so, regular. You, so you know the pros and the cons. We can talk about all that. We're going to get into that. <laughs> we're going to get into we're going to get into the pros and the cons. Yeah, but I, I will definitely get into that. <laughs> so it, it, it's important to let's even start to figure out why a restaurant will pool in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. So there's got there is some I mean, full disclosure, I have pooled with like individual people. I have pooled with, you know, certain situations, but I've never like had parties and such. Yeah. Correct. But I've never had a uh, a restaurant wide pool. A restaurant wide pool all the time. Me so either. I'm really, really, really uh, interested to to get some info. So let's talk about why you know you think that a restaurant would even pool in the first place. I think either like corporate or restaurant owners think that it will promote teamwork. I mm-hmm. think that they think it's fair. Okay. Now the situation I'm in with the tip pool right now, I actually really do like, so I don't know if that's Mm -hmm. the response you were expecting, but, but it's only based on certain parameters. It's because our team is super small. Um, I work with the same six people every night or a a variance of them. Um, Mm -hmm. There's between four and six servers on every night and everyone actually does work hard. So that tip pool scenario works, but like at my corporate job it just did not work there's too many people too many people who are like hustlers in that the people who are like i'm poor i'm poor i'm poor and so it's like you can't trust them and they just yeah you know but i think i don't know whoever is in charge thinks it's like the best way to go about things and it, it may or may not be you know yeah i, I think i agree with you in the smaller settings mm-hmm. it does work um i do know like one of our bars that we frequent they they do a pool but there's only 13 employees on the entire schedule. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and they're like a small family. It's family owned, you know, so they know they have a very good repertoire with the with the owner. And and it's they are they are a great small family community and they all work. You know, there's only three of them on per shift. And sometimes like the shifts overlap. So when they when they switch out the money, they do it for the whole day and they just break it down by hours. So it makes okay. sense. So that's interesting because. Yeah, I think the leading intention is to be fair. You know, that's that's the intention. So whether or not that executes, and I think it executes in in several situations where there's like open seating, 
you know, um, where you don't really get to decide where people seat. You know, if you have a mm-hmm. host and it's open seating, and like you said, uh, Lindsay, a smaller staff, it, it it's best for the for the guests really to to have you know not have to wait for a particular person and things like that. And then uh, you have in a situation where the server responsibilities are all blended, you kind of have yeah. to go with with a tip pool, right? I mean, you don't have to, but <laughs> <laughs> I think though, so. I mean. There, you know, there's always someone sleeping with the host. So to have that person get a loaded section, everyone else is getting one tops like that's out. Um, <laughs> or, you know, or same thing with bartenders or whatever. So food doesn't sit in the window because someone will run it, even if there's not a runner. Mm-hmm. Tables will get greeted because it it does in, in my situation right now, it really does promote teamwork because we don't want any guests left behind. You know, we want everyone getting their food, getting their drinks and getting out. Um, and then some sections there are harder than others because with the pandemic, we had anywhere between 10 and 15 tables outside of the restaurant. They shut down the street. It's in like a downtown area. They shut down the street Mm -hmm. and there were tables in this, there still are in the street and some were like, no joke, like a a football field away. They went all the way down the street. Oh, wow. So those, and there's only, there's two POSs and they're all the way inside. So two POSs, dish pits all the way inside, kitchens all the way inside. So it's like those sections were just hard. You know, they're far. Mm, It was last summer. I'm in Southern California. So it would be last September is 110 degrees. And you're like dripping in sweat, wearing your face shield. So those sections, like you would have less sales because it's just physically impossible. But then the inside mm-hmm. closer sections, they'd have higher sales, but they're not working as hard. So like, True. honestly, I didn't think I'd love a tip share, but in this situation with this, there's 12 servers and I can trust all of them. And like, it actually really works. That's so let's get this out the way. Like usually for the uninitiated, if you're not in the business, usually bartenders pull tips. Yes. You know, so we're, we're, we're particularly talking about servers here. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it's kind of good with, uh, when you have the support, you know, for, you mentioned guests first, right? The needs of the guests get met because let's say if I'm in the back taking care of something, uh, you know, you're out front, you're greeting a guest and they don't have to wait, you know, an extra minute and a half till I come out because it's kind of off-putting, right? When you sit down and no one has greeted you yet. Right. And uh, so pooling, I've pulled sections, you know, but, and that that's even, uh, Danny, what do you? <laughs> it depends who you're working with. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's really the key. I mean, like when you're, when you're pulling with somebody else, they have to have, Either you're the similar mind state as you, or they have to have a quality that that completes you. You know what I mean? Like as a like you know what I mean like like it, it should be a balance in the force. Like if if one person is, you know, like if you're really good at hitting all the tables, and then they come by and they kind of clean you up, and you, they're like your back waiter, that works in certain situations. Or if you're both really good at what you do, and then you kind of just you you work your station, but when you see the other person that that's a little behind, you help in and jump in, and that's you know, so it goes both ways. Yeah. I've definitely like pulled. Say, I like to pull with the least amount of people, because yeah. uh, I used to say I, I like to pull with uh, with with straight gangsters. You know, people <laughs> that are after it. I don't want you to be all like complacent about the money. I'm 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 trying to get it. 
We're trying to get money. Yes. You know? Yeah. And and, and I've, I've had to pool with some people that are just so, you know, there's a little bit too. Lackadaisical? Yeah, man. I can't do it. But that's, I can't. that's on you, right? That's not a restaurant policy. That's you saying, yo, want to like team up today? We're next to each other, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I used yeah, to definitely. do that with my work husband. We would like take both of our five table sections, slam them together, be like, okay, this is us. Cause I was better at like selling, better at like the FaceTime, if you will. And then he yeah. would just like, he'd run all the drinks. He'd do all the water refills, run all the food. And then, but I'd be like the face and the sales and the yeah. making jokes and making money. But we would like knock it out. Yeah. Friday, Saturday night, we'd be like, yo, let's do this. You know, let's get on this together and then just split in half that's exactly the example i was talking about for like the first example where you like one person plays the back waiter and you play the front Mm -hmm. and whoever has that that personality where they can sell they sell yeah and it makes perfect sense and in that way you're able to give the table the face time that they want while executing everything else on the backside. yeah yeah and you end up giving the best service because you're maximizing what you're what you're good at like Lindsay, you you're good at the the front the the organization the the getting get getting them sales you know when uh, I, <laughs> it's funny you mentioned work, uh, work husband, <laughs> you know, I have a, a friend of mine who it's, it's only dudes that we, that are servers where, where I work, but we, if I work three, if I work four shifts, I'm, I'm pulling with him three out of the four cause we're, we're next to each other. And the way that they keep the sections fair at our place is that it rotates. So if we're in a particular section, we'll be in the next section next week and the next section next week, you know, and so it keeps it fairer. You know, there's some people that still everybody's the rotating system. throughout the building. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. There are some some exceptions, but um, how do you how, it, it, just drawing off your experience, not necessarily, obviously not from, you know, where you currently work. How have how have sections been? uh doled out in your experience um i mean it kind of depends on where you work because i've worked a combination of uh like single owner places family owned or Mm -hmm. corporate where corporate it's like you know you've got your hot schedules you've got your sections like what one through five one through ten whatever and like Mm -hmm. you know it's and then the place that i work at a breakfast spot right now they kind of it may or may not be fair, but they kind of, they look at the staff, there's just your in times and then they have, there's not sections, but they just like take a white, white eraser, white pen, what are the dry erase marker? Dry erase. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. <laughs> and right on like the laminated floor plan and they just kind of section off sections based on the day. Cause everybody knows there's going to be your stronger servers your weaker servers. Um, and then when they cut, they just will say you're absorbing these tables, you're getting these tables. So that, and then kind of the same thing at my Mexican restaurant, which is the family owned, um, the same kind of thing, the sections will be different every day. So there's not like a set section, but generally mm-hmm. it'll be about the same, you know? Okay. What has been the most unfair doling out of sections you've had in your, in your career? In my career, it's hard to say. Um, Cause it's always, you're always going to be like, why is that person there? Or how, you know, but like, you know, managers. Yeah, but what, yeah what, I'm trying to get at what's the system, you know, what's the system that's broken there? Um, I don't know. Like recently um, someone didn't call out and instead of giving like 
four or five servers, one extra table. They gave two servers five extra like all the tables. You know oh, no, I mean? yeah, so like fair. two servers yeah. had these ginormous sections, and everyone else didn't. So we were running all their food, pre-busing all their tables. The busters uh. were getting backloaded at their tables only, and it's like we're making less money because they just have more more tables there for more volume there for more you know numbers. So so to no real system isn't good or bad. It's just. It's how they execute after the fact mm-hmm. when, when they're down people. I think so. And that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like for most places, you know, whatever, whatever they have in play usually works for the style of the place. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, like you said, if something goes wrong on the other end is where you become backloaded or, or you can see people's true colors in the end. Yeah. I've had, <laughs> I've had people tell me that uh, this was back in the day when I first started serving. They worked at a place where... Whoever came in first got to pick their sections, mm. which was very odd to me because, you know, what are you walking in? You're going to be racing like Mario Kart? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. that's... I guess in the day, back in the day before my time, they used to do that. And one guy would always show up and be like, I'm going to take these tables, which were like the best or whatever. Um, so hearing that, I'm kind of glad we do the, do the tip pool, but... I don't know. People, I guess, I'm like, well, well, then what? You coming at two? Like, where do you draw the line? You just, you know? Yeah, like, I mean, when you be there an hour early, yeah. that makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How early is too early? To- Unless you're a shitty server, like, there's no shitty sections. You know what I mean? You can make money anywhere. So even the table exactly. that's by the line or the table that's by the bathroom, if you provide that guest experience, you ignore it. You don't make a big deal about the noise or whatever. You just have a good time and they're going to have a good time. So no shitty sections, just city servers. I'm in full agreement with you because I work in a restaurant where, you know, it's, it's indoor, outdoor. So people feel like, I mean, outdoor it might be busier, but there are days, and, and Marley can attest, he worked in the same place for many years, that it didn't matter where you're at in the building, you can make your money in the building mm-hmm. as long as you were, as long as you stayed and would do what you're supposed to do. I'm not sure I agree completely. Um, I, I agree with you in theory. Yeah. Now, the, it just depends on the physical layout of the restaurant, in my opinion. If you just have a regular indoor restaurant and all things considered equal, you may, may have a couple tables by the bathroom or a table that, you know, has better views and things like that. But there's some restaurants that like, OK, imagine Lincoln Road in South Beach, that the types of people that go there want to be out on the street or in the Absolutely. promenade or in the walkway. They're not going to want to go all the way in the back, you know, no, where there's no views and it's a completely different atmosphere. Maybe there's music and stuff outside and then you go inside and the, the atmosphere completely changes. That's a crappy section. But the difference is I don't think that should be a section in and of itself. That's yes. a failure to, right. um, to, of the restaurant to really make that itself. Maybe everyone should have an indoor table, a mid table and a back table, you know. So but there are places that uh, friends of mine have worked and, and they say, yeah, you're in the section, you get sat way later. You have to wait till the premium sections fill up and then you'll get the overflow. But then you're not going to get those last turns. These people make the money and then you are left at the end to catch up. So you didn't make money, but then you're there later and they're mm-hmm. leaving counting their money. Again, that's a failure of the system. So mm-hmm. most places... I mean, I haven't worked at most places, but 
you know, I, I feel that you really have to be at a place that's conscientious about people making money. Uh, well, everyone, instead of, you know, having the person that's sleeping with the host and playing grab <laughs> ass. <laughs> you know, so. I agree with you. I've never worked anywhere like you. You guys are like waterfront, right? So. I've never had that. Like, or, or near the water. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Where it's like, we mm-hmm. need the the window seat or whatever. It's like most of my places, they're, they're just restaurants, you know? So I didn't even think about that. But yeah, you get the non window tables there. You're like. Yeah. Like uh, it's and it's different. And there's always not always, but there's a feature. Sometimes I've worked at indoor places where I they there was one table that was under the AC vent, like the the little funnel. And yeah. you just know, sure as hell, when they sit down, they're going to pop up in about five minutes and say they want to move, you know? So it's the, it's the ice box. It's the ice box. <laughs> so, you know, they're, they're like, they don't want to have that draft and, you know, your food get cold real fast. There's always some geographical thing to, to tables, really, or, or they want booths or, you know, and this section has all, all like tables when the rest of the place is just all booths, you know? It's, it's interesting, but. Every, everywhere has its own feel. Yeah, absolutely. Now let's get into the the pros and cons of pooling tips. But first, let's take a quick break. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Lindsay, uh, let's start with the cons. We like to end on the good notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, talk and, to us, girl. Talk to us. And, and, you know, for me, I don't have – this is your turn. I, I don't have – I've I, like I said, I've never worked in, you know, a complete tip pool situation. Never worked at a, a hotel. I, I can only imagine that they do big – they're big on tip pools and things like that. What uh, what grinds your gears <laughs> on, on the tip? I'm waiting for this. No, <laughs> 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 no. Uh, you know, as I've said in my current tip pool, I'm, I'm pretty happy. Um, I think you know everybody works hard. We're a tight team. I, I'm one of the newer ones, and I've been there for a year. So everyone, you know, it's like we we get each other and we trust each other. Uh, it really sucks when you get like a hundred dollar tip, $200 tip, and you know, you're getting like $8 of it. But, but when someone else gets that fat tip and you're like, well, I'm getting a a piece of that too. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to talk about, so I work at a corporate restaurant as well. It's my breakfast spot. And when we came back from, uh, quarantine after 10 weeks, so last June, when we went back, they announced us that we were doing, doing tip pool and it was absolutely terrible because of the way they did it. So basically servers were one 
bartenders were one bartenders baristas and they were also doing takeout at the time and then food runners were one so we all got the same so like for okay. every hundred dollars you get a hundred and then um bussers and hosts were getting 0.25 um okay. and then like that was it it was just each position got a piece of it but bussers were getting significantly less and the hosts were getting as much as them so that mm. was weird. And then the food runners are making the same as the servers. And during that time, there was no indoor seating. So bartenders, like they were just making drinks, doing takeout. But it was it was just this mess where like the food runners, there'd be one for the whole shift. So they'd be making more than all the servers, even though the servers are there, you know, hustling, running around, making, you know. Um, so that one was really frustrating. And that's why I got my second job, because I went from making like, I was making really good money over there. And then we go back for the pandemic. I'm making too much to keep my unemployment, but not making near the amount that I had been. So I got my second job and they're like, Oh, we do a tip pool. And I was like, okay, great. But (laughs) it's, it's worked out. And like, you know, there's no, nobody smokes on the team. So nobody's like out back every hour for 10 minutes. So I feel like that's a good thing. Um, Cause that would really probably grind my gears if someone's constantly taking tens or, you know, a five minute chief of cigarette break. Um, and the only thing is I work with all these boys that are like really fit and they're like trying to get gains. So they bring their stupid oatmeal every night and they'll mm-hmm. just sit down and eat it. And, but I'm like, whatever, we've been here for six, seven, eight hours. It's fine. Eat your oatmeal. But I'll tell them just take 10 minutes, go eat your oatmeal. But sometimes they'll be like eating it for like, their, I don't know. And then that really drives me crazy, but well, I got to eat, you know, I'll go to the bar and take a shot of tequila. So if that's my, uh Oh yeah. Continuing with the, with the cons. So you have, you have, uh, I can only imagine it depends on the size of the crew. If this, the smaller the crew, the less space you have to hide, right? Yeah. But if, if you have, you know, 10, 12 uh, upwards of that servers, the lazy can hide behind the strong. See, and, and I think in those situations, it doesn't work where you have more. Yeah. Like, I think, it ha- I think it almost has to be a smaller environment. Now, let me ask you, you were saying earlier, you work at a breakfast place. Is that the place where you do the, the, the tip pool? No, not anymore. Okay. So it's at the Mexican place you do the tip pool. It's at the Mexican place. Now, yeah. how many servers are on at one time there? Four or five or okay, six. Okay, so, so six is the most. Six. Okay. So yeah. that makes, see, in a smaller environment like that, that makes sense. It's where you, because it's, like, like you said, it's, it's more consolidated. It's, you, it, you need more hands to help out and it, and it works out better in the end. Mm-hmm. I know this is a little off topic. We did a show on, uh, on breakfast. Now I've always been I've I've been fascinated by by breakfast service because it's almost its own thing, right? You know, it's you have to be an ace in the hole to 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 rock out breakfast. I mean, there's no time to chit chat. You're doing <laughs> so many tables and it's fast. You know, yeah. breakfast is wild. So I've never. I've always been like nights, you know, dinners, but at breakfast, there's no apps, there's no dessert, there's no, you know, people come before work, people come, you know, sure, weekends, they come to hang out or whatever, but like, it's coffee orders, go, yeah. you know. You're dropping your check when you're dropping the food almost, right? Pretty much, yeah, we drop check, like, you know, they're not going to get anything yeah. else. They might add, you know, a side of bacon or something, but they're not going to add a dessert or an extra Mm -hmm. side, you know, generally. So it's fast. It's turn and burn. People are in and out in like 45 minutes. So you turn your tables just over and over and over and over and over. So it's, it's crazy. 
so as a as a server making a living can you do i mean how is breakfast for that um that's the thing is it's it's quantity not necessarily over quality but breakfast mm. it's like your your three dollar coffee and your eleven dollar plate so if it's like you know fifteen dollar guests you got to get a lot in to make that money but we would make you know two to three hundred on weekends and at least a hundred to two hundred during the week which is nice and i'm in california where minimum wage is 14 an hour so okay we have a solid like we actually get paychecks even after taxes okay yeah so you have a nice bill but you, you, so high. yeah mm-hmm. you need it though yeah you, <laughs> you need it there is what he's saying you need it yeah. though you need that hour <laughs> yeah you got a lot of taxes four dollar gas rent yeah yeah, rent. Uh, I mean, I, I had delusions. I went out to, to California. A friend of mine lives out that way. We went to um, uh, San Diego. No, not San Diego. That was a different trip. But I flew into San Francisco and went down to... Um, Monterey, right? Monterey, yes. Thank you, because I, I wasn't getting <laughs> that in my brain. And uh, I was like, man, I could do this. Oh, it's beautiful man. up there, and then went. When the re- reality started to set in on on the on the the, the costuses, <laughs> I was like, "Y'all can have it." <laughs> yeah. So, what what part of Cali are you in? I'm in Orange okay. County, Where just outside of LA. It's, it's that area. It's yeah, it's like 40 miles south of LA. If so. I remember correctly, that's expensive too. Yeah. It's yes. Cali. Uh, okay. Memory serves. <laughs> <laughs> if memory serves, yeah. Pretty yeah. much anything it, from, yeah, Santa Barbara to San Diego is going to be pricey. And then anything from Santa Barbara to San Francisco is going to be pricey. But then anything <laughs> east of there, like, you know, my parents are out in the desert past Palm Springs and it's much more affordable there. But my brother's in San Diego. I'm here in Orange County. It's not cheap. Yeah, it's not cheap. <laughs> but yeah. thank goodness. Yeah. So we have that $14 an hour minimum wage, which is nice. And then, um, you know, I sometimes will punch the numbers and, you know, as a server, you're looking at like forty to fifty dollars an hour. So that's great. I mean, it's great. Yeah, it's a lot. You know, and no, the work isn't full time. No, it's not always like that. But it's it's definitely feasible yeah. to make a living wage as a single person and live in California. So okay, yeah, I think I, I want to do another breakfast show. I'm 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 so fascinated by <laughs> by that uh, <laughs> by that genre. I mean. I, I don't mind necessarily. I'm not a morning person, but I don't mind wake getting up early. I don't even eat breakfast unless I'm on vacation. I don't eat breakfast either. I love it, but I don't ever ever eat breakfast. So it's funny getting up at five, going into work at six, and people be like, "Oh, go on your break, go and have your breakfast," and I'm like, "I'm just gonna drink coffee." Bye. So what what time is your first uh, meal? I usually will eat after work, so like two. Okay. Something, even if I'm not working, like today I haven't, I haven't eaten. I'm in California. It's noon almost, so. Yeah, it's about to hit noon right now. Seven minutes till. Yeah. Okay, it's almost three. I had a smoothie all, uh, and that was about mm, at 12. So I generally eat, uh, my first anything is noon to one o'clock or, around there. Yeah. I'm the same way, but I haven't eaten yet now, yeah, we're you guys going to get some food. And then I like to yell at people when they don't eat, even though I'm like not eating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, get some food. Oh, my God. <laughs> are, are you the mother hen? You take care of everybody else? And, uh, yeah. You have that mother hen look. I can see it on her much. face. <laughs> <laughs> in a good way. Not like in. Mother <laughs> hen. Yeah, no, I'm I'm mom. You know, take care. Of, I'm older than most of the staff oh, at nice. my work. Oh, nice. So I'm, I take care of everyone. But 
Um, you got to do a, a, they read one of my server submitted stories on side work. It was about the breakfast place. Cause I was like walking by a table and this guy's like, Hey, Hey. And I was like, what? And he's like, Oh, I just need some ketchup. And I was like, wow, sir. Like I really wasn't sure. Like, you know, Oh, so he's like giving the hand job motion for ketchup. Stupid. Yeah. Cause I was like, ketchup. Sir. <laughs> yeah. The hand signals for that's not the hand signals for ketchup. The, the, oh, but it the, is. Oh, but it is. Ketchup. <laughs> Ketchup, like, you know? No, I could see you tapping the bo- bottom of a bottle, but when yeah. you're doing that that hand job motion, Those that like self hand sauce, job motion. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the, the hot sauce is the small the small joint. That's yeah, the that's little. when <laughs> the little, yes. <laughs> All right, let's wheel this back to the, the cons. It was getting so good. <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's getting so bad. <laughs> this is like we're getting into breakfast after dark. <laughs> Welcome to breakfast. Breakfast after dark. So um, now I think for me, I can only imagine in, in some of the tip pool uh, scenarios that I've done where there were like either buyouts or weddings or things like that where th- there was a house pool. There isn't a lot of um, of transparency about where the money goes, you know. Uh, so I have to include that in in the cons. Sometimes, in in those scenarios, anyway, there has been some abuse where either managers are taking a cut or they're paying the back of the house staff with the uh, the tips that you made. Uh, have you have you encountered anything like that? I have not um, currently uh, in my, at the Mexican place, they add a 3% uh, kitchen appreciation to the bill, which is cool because then the heart of the house, the cooks and stuff, they're getting uh, whatever they they don't get 14. They get more than that to start. And then they're getting like a tip on top okay. of that, which is nice. That's interesting. Um, at the breakfast place, we pay that. So we tip out the kitchen 3%, which sucks. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot. It's now, are you running everything and you have a bus or are you still tipping out on top of that or no? On top of that. So we tip out busers, bartender, baristas, food runners, and then 3% to the kitchen, to the cooks. Wow. To the cooks. Yeah. The, it's, it's tough because yes, they, they work hard and they don't have the opportunity necessarily to, to bank more. Yeah. It's, it's just it's, an, the argument. It's not that they don't deserve it. That's not the argument. It's the, who should be paying it. I think it should be, especially corporate, pay them higher, you know, raise prices, pay them more. But they basically think we make too much and the, the di- differential is too large. But mm. I don't think that's any of their business because tips are, you know, they're personal. We work hard yeah, for that, them. That's like, that's like a saying to the, to the so, business owner, you make too much. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like, so we have to pay. And it's like, on average, it's like $30 a shift times five times 50. That's $7,500 a year that we're paying out that we're not that's making. Crazy. And yeah. that started after the pandemic. So I'm like, so for being unemployed and then working for a year in danger, and now we're just losing all this money. So I don't know. It's, it is what it is. But, um, you know, I, I used to work for an owner who, if he booked like a private party in the private room, we would have to tip him three percent of the party directly and like that just felt weird giving your boss like 60 bucks when he's your boss like that one was weird weird. i'm like you made a couple phone calls you booked it 
I have no problem tipping out the boat the hosts, the bussers, the runners, the bar, of course, but like giving money, basically saying like, thanks for letting me work tonight. Here's, you know, $60, yeah. $50, whatever it may be. But that, that was, that was a weird one. Yeah. Me. That's the, that's the, uh, the abuse that, you know, is pervasive in the industry because they're certainly are compensated and shouldn't have, you know, really cross over that line of oh you're making too much or there's a differential when we get stiffed we still have to tip out exactly. yep. you know we don't get we don't get the luxury of saying well they didn't tip me so i'm not going to tip you we ha we have that liability on our shoulders as well and uh and so that's a, that's a really slippery slope and you know i i would you know that's that i would rage against the machine in in, in that one you know yeah and that one is why i think I, I haven't mentioned the name of this place but i'm not going to you. but there's 50 or so percent of the staff that is on their way out because of it because it's just unfair and like they just there's no change in sight so um they're gonna, no one's they're, gonna the end up, yet, they're gonna end up screwing themselves because you're you're really going to end up with a certain staff mm -hmm. and a, not, a, not only with a certain staff, but the staff is going to have a certain mentality. Mm -hmm. OK, and that's going to translate to the guests as well, where where they don't really a quality server is not going to deal with that. And then when you alienate the quality staff that you have and you have this changeover happening. And what you're left with and is you know, work. Yeah, what you're left with and what your, your guests are left with. And then as performance dips, so do your reviews, so does your money. You're going to, at some point, it may not be today, but in another year and a half, they're going to wish that they, ha they're going to wonder where our pr productivity went, where, where did our, our revenue go? We're down this amount of time because... The way I look at it, when when I have static with an owner or a or a manager, servers and bartenders, we we handle your money, whether or not you want to say that you know cash in the register or whatever. We handle your money because we are the point of sale. We are sales. Right? Yeah, that's what we do. We it's, do sales. Yeah, it's not it's not the cash register. We handle your money. So then if you don't have... We're your customer service and good, your sales all wrapped up in one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now let's, let's, let's end it on a high note. Let's end it on the, <laughs> on, on, the, on the pros, on the positives. What you got for me? I mean, for positives, like I was kind of saying earlier, I feel like everyone I work with, at least, pulls their weight. You know, the harder we work, the more we help each other, the better we'll all do. And like... You know, I was talking about the section. So if you're in the the harder one, the farther one, and then the next day you're in the closer, bigger, easier one, it's just, I feel like it all actually balances out. Like you're never going to have a bad shift. And if you do, you're covered. Like yeah. if one server has a bad shift, you're still going to make that money. Um, in a year, over a year, 13 months, there's only been two times for me, only two that I made more in the tip pool than I did. Um, but they were both Monday nights when I was in the far section. So of course the restaurant's going to fill up first. Those servers need more money, mm -hmm. but it's like, you, you know, if you have a, sh a crap night, you lose money, you'd get bad tips. You're still going to get money. Yeah, you still balance yourself you know? out. Yes. And, and then like at the end of the night, we're trying to get everyone out. So everyone's off the clock. The pool will get cut. So like, 
the servers will go downstairs and get bottles for the bar out of the cellar. We'll help clean the bar just to try to get everyone off. Cause otherwise you can just sit there and run the clock, but no one's trying to do that. Everyone's trying yeah. to get home with their kids, get home and, you know, go to bed for me. I want to go to bed cause I work in the morning. So, um, <laughs> you know, but I don't know. I think, um, with the parameters I'm in my situation, my team, my restaurant, like it actually works. So for me, tip pool is good. There you go. Tip pool is good. I love it. I mean, Obviously, like, like she said, it definitely depends on the location. And I think she found like with the smaller places, it does work. And, and you're going to have your, 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 your good, your pros and your cons. And, and that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, definitely for a pro, like you, you, you laid it out. You have the support. You, you have the support. And then it normalizes your days where uh, I'm, I'm not sure if you're this type of person who, well, I don't get the sense that you're this type of person that really get down on a bad day as far as I don't consider a bad tip day a bad day and make that distinction but some people do right it's yeah we we work some people, with people. Uh, yeah a bad tip ruin their whole day and there's no point you gotta just it balances itself it out every week you gotta look at the weekly you don't look it at the always daily. does it always does if you got as many bad t- like we get more good tips and bad every tips. time I feel like most people do most people do but you let the one get you down it's like what's the point you know like I get it it's frustrating you were really nice to them you worked really hard for them or whatever maybe they were awful to you but like you got to let it walk out the door with them you yeah know? you just you, you get rid of the check you close it out as fast as possible you don't think about it anymore yeah definitely don't yeah. think about it anymore it's but yeah I feel like do you feel that personality wise that normalizes it because you, you know I've I've been in that situation before where y- you feel a little bad because you want to pull your weight you want to you want to be able to bring money into the tip pool uh, as as much as you would be getting and then you just have those that table or two that it's just not your night or you know you did, you know it didn't connect and and it didn't work out and you're like oh man and everybody's like oh don't worry about it you know. You, because it's all going to be divvied up and yeah and we got it next time you know like that that i think that is another another pro because there's like on a saturday night or friday night is when we're the most staffed so we'll have six servers two bartenders um two hosts a food runner and two bussers so there's a lot of hands going in the pot but the pot is bigger, mm-hmm. you know? So okay. there's eight people bringing in money and then five people drawing on it in addition to the eight. But like, it's just more, there's just more money. It's Saturday night, people are out, people get drunk, people tip tip well. We have a lot of regulars who tip really well. You see a couple of black Amexes floating around. So I don't know, it'll, it'll, we've been doing this a long time. You know, it's all gonna it come does, back. Yeah, so, absolutely. It, yeah, you can't let well, a bad tip. Yeah, we we know better than that. Unfortunately, like your newbies, they don't know to how to not get upset over that and just tell them to fuck off and go exactly. away. You know? <laughs> <laughs> wow, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. And uh, I know that because you know we communicate, you've uh, you've you know you've listened to the show. Do you have any gripes with us personally? Uh, from the show because we've had we've had a couple people on that says you know what um i don't agree with you on this i really don't i've been listening to you guys i think since the start 
Um, mostly I listen to murder stuff, <laughs> true crime, but like, because I think I, I listened to you guys before even side work, I think, um, before you were with one star, yeah. I love Brooke and Andrea, you know, I've been listening to them since way back when they're the four hosts. Um, I really don't. And like, I try to engage, like, I know I, I did the call in line. I try to engage with you on social media. Um, I think it's important because podcasts are one of my favorite entertainment like sources i listen to podcasts all the time so i think uh i was telling my my coworker yesterday it's like my dream to be on a podcast and here we are like it's it's so cool i just don't know what what i would start for my own but i think you guys are i think you're funny i think you're super relatable anyone who's been in the industry for a long time like and you don't some people just bitch and like you guys don't really bitch like you'll talk about the good you'll talk about the bad you move on so I, I love your podcast. I love listening to you guys. See, I feel like we're in a, a, a tip pool right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you my Venmo. <laughs> Pay her money. Well said, well said. <laughs> Thank you so much. Wait, if you want to reach out to us. <laughs> uh, you may not like the how you get paid, though. <laughs> Maybe I will. <laughs> Maybe you will. Thank you so much. Yeah. And if you want to reach out to us, I'm very active on Instagram, as, as Lindsay says. And I will I, I will get back to you. I'm, I'm very interested in forming a community. And I am at The Modern Waiter Podcast. And if you want to email me, it's themodernwaiter at gmail.com. Now, if you enjoyed the show, Take a second, give us a, you know, give us a quick review. It, it'll really help us out because it helps other people know what our show is about. And uh, oh, you know, oh, well, why are you doing that stars. question? It's not even a question. It's more of a, I had a, a guest of ours ask where they do the the, um, the review at. Um, particularly on iTunes. Okay. There are some other platforms that don't really, you know, generate um, their own reviews. Gotcha. But, you know, wherever you listen to your podcast, you want to kind of explore what that has to offer. Um, particularly on iTunes, if you go, if you know, if you scroll down from the, the, the podcast um, show mm -hmm. screen, then there, we have a lot of shows. So you got to go all the way to the bottom and then, you know, you click five, five stars and, and write a review. And then there are some other platforms that do allow you to to like or subscribe or or other things. So there there's more than one way to support us and help us grow and help other people like minded, you know, enjoy the content. And, you know, I really do like this community. I, I meet people like you. I meet, you know, I'm able to help people. I've gotten some really, really touching communications with people thanking me for you know pulling them through certain things and i didn't think that this little show had that impact so just for that those few times i've had people that say they want to get into the restaurant business and i was like are you sure <laughs> <laughs> but you know to each his own and we're grateful for it we love having fun we don't take ourselves very seriously but we want to highlight this industry and, uh, you know, check out, we, you know, Lindsay mentioned the, the One Star Podcast Network. Check that out. They, we have the, the Side Work Podcast. Those ladies are really put that thing, thing together. And there are big things coming for that. So I'm not at liberty to say what, but it's coming down the pipelines. And uh, also we have 
Copper and Heat. The macaroni Zone. In, the, in Your Mouth podcast. Confe- Confessions, Confessions with the server. The server. <laughs> we uh, have promised you shift drinks which should be coming out on Fridays. I, uh, and by the time this comes out, it will be. I promise you. But life, uh, life has been throwing some things at us, but we've been taking it. Bam, bam, bam. Right. Bob and, so thank you Bob so and much. Weave. Thank you, Lindsay. <laughs> Bob and Weave with it, baby. I'm Owen <laughs> Joseph, the, bo- the Modern Waiter. I'm Danny DeVille. And subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And Lindsay, when are we going yes, on a cruise? Let's go on a cruise. I want to go on a cruise. Let's go on a cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, BMR in the building. That's right. Raw dog to pain. Give it to me. How you feel? Nice little easy flow. Make it feel good in the club. Somebody give me a drink.